Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. Successfully using social media to project the company brand has become vital for almost every business. In this HR Chat, we're going to talk about employee advocacy and offer up some key takeaways to help you discover how to implement an effective social media strategy that's supported and integrated throughout every part of the organization. And joining me on this episode to do exactly that and possibly a whole bunch more is my friend, the awesome, wonderful, fantastic Andrew Jenkins, CEO over at Volterra, a Toronto-based social media consultancy. Andrew, my friend, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm very well. And according to you, I'm awesome. <laughs> yes you are yes you are so um thank you for why that. don't you tell <laughs> well i meant every word of it um but beyond beyond my reintroduction there why don't you uh, just add to that and tell our listeners a bit more about why you are awesome tell them about yourself andrew sure uh first of all thanks for having me uh and as you uh, highlighted i have a company called volterra uh focused on social media strategy and social media management uh, I've been running that for the last uh, 14 years. For the last nine years, I've been teaching social media strategies for enterprises uh, at the University of Toronto, uh, and I have written a book on the subject as well that came out last March, Social Media Marketing, Scaling Social Media Across Your Organization, and have worked with a diverse list of uh, companies across um, B2C, B2B, nonprofit, and trade association. Uh, I'm the former head of social media strategy for the Royal Bank of Canada, so we do do a lot of work in financial services and other regulated industries like healthcare and pharma as well. On May 18th, the Benefits and Wellness Superhero Symposium returns to Toronto. Attendees will learn from experts about how to become a superhero in the eyes of employees and management. The evening event is presented by Thorpe Benefits and proudly supported by HR Gazette. Unable to attend the event in person? No problem. Simply register through Eventbrite by searching for Benefits and Wellness Superhero Symposium and you will automatically be invited to the virtual edition, taking place two weeks later. Excellent. Thank you very much. Okay, so you are coming from the marketing side, from the branding side, from the social media side. So you're going to have a very unique perspective on my first question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is as follows. How do you define employee advocacy? I'm, I'm going to guess it's different perhaps uh, to the answer I would get from a from an HR leader. Tell us your take. From my perspective, it isn't just about marketing, even though um, that's the focus, predominant focus of my work. It really is... Uh, a situation where employees are acting as advocates and ambassadors for an organization. Uh, they're talking about their experiences uh, working for the organization, the culture, uh, and you know, in addition to that, potentially sharing marketing-related content. Uh, it helps to convey the overall brand of the organization, um, an employer brand. Uh, it you know 
has the potential to attract candidates, um, uh, job seekers, and it has also the the um, opportunity to extend the brand reach from a marketing and thought leadership perspective. Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation. Okay, so I guess a follow-up to that is, why does that all matter, Andrew? Um, why should organizations consider an employee advocacy program? How will that, how will that help the business internally and externally? Well, people don't do business with companies per se or, or literally. They do business with people. And if your people can be an extension of your organization's brand, they can foster trusted working relationships, then uh, that's going to benefit the organization. Uh, you know, you might have a brand like Apple or what have you, but you go into a store and you work with an Apple genius. Or you, if I'm buying insurance, I'm buying insurance from a trusted advisor who happens to represent a particular insurance brand. And it's those trusted relationships that are, are of value to the, uh, to the end consumer. And so the more you can enable uh, those uh, relationships to be established and flourish um, and support your brand, uh, the better off your organization will be. Genos North America is a global team of changemakers using emotional intelligence to enhance how we connect, communicate, and collaborate at work. And we are proud to support this episode of the HR Chat Podcast. Transforming essential people skills at work makes a difference to people's relationships outside of the workplace. Using our tools, people become better parents, partners, siblings, and friends. That's why we call our work game-changing for business and life-changing for people. Learn more at genosnorthamerica.com. Okay, okay, thank you very much. Uh, so for those listeners out there, who say are saying to themselves, yep, we need to get on this. We need to make a more concerted effort. Uh, where should organizations start? First, they need to take a look at the organization, how it's currently operating. There may be already some, I'll call them more digitally savvy um, employees that just are naturally sharing, naturally talking about the organization, naturally sharing their experiences, um, I remember talking to someone um, a number of years ago who was very surprised to discover many of it, his employees were talking about what it was like to work for his company with pride. There was, you know, they weren't being critical or anything like that. They were sharing on social their experiences, what you know, um, things that were happening at work, uh, what they enjoyed about their, the work environment, et cetera. And so he's, you know, the fact that they took pride uh, in where they worked um, sharing their experiences. Like he couldn't have asked for a better situation to convey uh, his employer brand. Uh, and, you know, it was it, it organically attracting talent. It caused a bit of a halo effect for, you know, people do business with people they know and like. And so if you can foster a kind of a likability scale through your um, employees as advocates and ambassadors, uh, again, you're going to reap the rewards. So it's finding that, though I'll call those um, uh, 
early signs of, of people already exhibiting the target behavior behavior who are the advocates that you have already that have already raised their hand um you know uh, naturally um that are taught you know walking the walk and sh showcase them to be exemplars of the target behavior so that they can influence their colleagues how do we uh, how do we measure this? What's the ROI behind it? What's the uh, ROE? Maybe it's a return on engagement. Uh, what what are those key metrics? What, what can and what should be measured when uh, when the big guys sitting at the top table uh, are trying to figure out if this has been a success? Well, the the big guys at the at the table uh, or, or the leadership team have to decide um, what measures are important. And now that I don't want that to sound like I'm evading the answer. What I mean by that is, um, is it brand awareness? And that could be one of them, and but not the only metric. Um, is it lowering costs of recruitment? Uh, is it um, you know brand reach? Is it you know cost savings from a marketing uh, standpoint? Uh, we talked about reach and awareness. You can go metric by metric. Do we increase referral traffic to our website? Um, increase uh, downloads. Um, you know, advocates can act as you know uh, conduits uh, for sales and marketing. Did we increase you know, um, uh, referrals to uh, you know um, sales opportunities? Things like that. And so you have to lay out what you believe employee advocacy. Uh, will do to benefit the organization and associate metrics with it. And they can evolve over time. And maybe you, your primary focus will be brand awareness and employ, um, an employer branding for a p particular period of time. And then maybe once you get to a particular milestone in terms of brand notoriety, then that pivots to, can we now use employees for, um, you know, the reach of our, our marketing collateral? We worked with a client where we would show them on a monthly basis, when you share your content from your company page on LinkedIn, it has this much reach. Then when the 10 or 12 uh, most active employees shared it on LinkedIn, this is the cumulative reach that they achieved. And I mean, no disrespect to a brand, but you know they're going to have to come to terms with the fact that when they mobilize their employees, the cumulative reach of their um of their uh, you know networks in aggregate usually far outweighs or has far greater out, uh, far greater reach than that of the company page itself so it is a very simple but uh, you know key uh, metric or key benefit for an advocacy program your 2022 book andrew social media marketing for business provides a step-by-step -step roadmap for setting up effective workflows, team configurations, governance models, and social media policies, mm -hmm. alongside creating and measuring content and social media campaigns that have the competitive edge, mm -hmm. featuring insights, I believe, from leading industry experts. It covers such areas as balancing social media ownership, measuring success using real data, <clears throat> and conducting a social media audit. It's designed for marketing. Sorry, is it designed for marketing folks, Andrew? You know, is, it, is, is, that, is that the core audience there? Or actually, can it also be used by HR leaders? And if so, can you point to some ways that HR departments can maybe integrate some of the practices? 
Well, it, there's definitely some content within the book that would be of value and of interest to HR departments. Um, you know, sometimes uh, HR departments and legal get painted with uh, the wrong brush that they are there to say no, or they're there to be an impediment or uh, to hinder the rollout of a social media strategy. Um, but, you know, I advocate in the book for uh, fostering collaborative relationships with HR and legal. And because everyone's working for the same organization, nobody's there intent on saying no to something. They want the company to succeed. Uh, and so, um, you know, if the if the book helps a, uh, HR uh, practitioners understand where the social media team is coming from, where the HR uh, area can benefit from social media, and there is, you know, a, a section on employee advocacy uh, and where and how to um, roll it out uh, and, you know, considerations, things to avoid, things to focus on, um, and HR plays an, um, a... Um, critical role uh, in that. And so, um, again, you know, they're critical, not only just uh, to the organization's operations, but they are critical to, critical to the success of a social media strategy uh, and uh, a, an employee advocacy program uh, that supports it. Okay, Andrew, we are almost out of time for today. Before we do wrap up, however, how can our listeners connect with and learn more about you? Well, uh, probably the best place is to find me on LinkedIn. Um, they can, from my LinkedIn profile, uh, they can branch off to my website. They can learn more about my book, uh, my own podcast, the Low Production High Value Show, uh, and my other uh, social uh, accounts too. Oh yeah, and just uh, an HR chat exclusive here, listeners. Uh, Andrew kindly invited me to be on his podcast as well. To be talking about podcasts so um, <laughs> watch out for that one stay tuned <laughs> exactly exactly uh, andrew for today though my friend thank you very much for joining me on this episode my pleasure and listeners as always until next time happy working thanks for listening to the hr chat show if you enjoyed this episode why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by hr gazette and remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.